Welcome back to the Hour Time Show. I'm Victor Marks. This is the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. Joining me is... Nicholas DeLeon. Hello, Victor. That's the guy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, how are you? I'm doing well. It is a, a nice day here in New York. Uh, it feels like it's around 70, fairly sunny. I've got on the uh, Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical. I put it on a... Uh, Ooh. A leather strap. It's the white dial. I think I've explained it before, but I put on a leather strap. It's very springtime. I've got a spring in my step, you you might say. It's springtime for Nicholas. Something like that. How are you? I I am well. And I, I'm glad to hear that you are too. That Hamilton sounds like a treat. It's it is very I feel like I had well, I had the uh, I have a citizen uh flieger. With the black dial, and then sometime later, I was like, I kind of want a similar thing, but with a white dial. It, it it feels more yeah summery. Like I could I can wear this in the springtime, summertime. Whereas the black dial flieger just yeah does it. Do, I mean, you could, it doesn't matter, but... I suppose, but it doesn't feel the same way. It doesn't feel like lighter. It's like you can't you can't eat a you know a gumbo or soup on a on a hot winter's you know hot summer's day. Uh, you want something light, airy. All right, that's kind of right. how I feel so about this Hamilton. What? Where did the leather strap come from? Uh, this leather strap is actually from uh, Watch Gecko, I believe. Okay, they are. I think they're British. Uh, they sell watches too, but they also have like a ton of straps. I, I think I bought this when I like didn't even know much about anything. I know a little bit more now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually pretty nice. It's got that. I know they all kind of do. They have that kind of like uh, stitching near the near the lugs. I kind of like that. Uh, I like that look. So. It's, cool. I'll, maybe I'll put a picture in the, it's, in the, it's the show. It's a little notes, two stitch next to the lugs kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I, and I'm sure that's like it's a classic or whatever. No, like, no, no, no. I like it's a very classic look. It's simple. It's not over, you know, it's not flooded with stitching everywhere. It's just no, 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 no. Two stitches, a spring bar, and a strap. It's, you know, is it the highest, highest grade leather? Probably not. I mean, it was probably like $100, give or take. Uh, but it's fine. So it's it's not the uh, the Horoween or one of the other kinds of things, right? It's, no, although I do have one of them. I do have one. I actually have a fairly nice leather strap. I don't know where it is. I, I used it for the uh, – I have the uh, the uh, the Alpinist. I have the Seiko Alpinist, uh, the 20, 2019. The one with the Cyclops that everyone doesn't like. I, the, the Cyclops <laughs> is kind of lame. Uh, but that's the one I have. Yeah. I didn't love initially the uh, – Deployant clasp, which is kind of kind of annoying. So I, I got an aftermarket leather, kind of fairly high end for me leather strap. And of course now it's back on the stock OEM deployant <laughs> clasp. Such as such as life. Yes, uh, these are anyhow. the things that people have to worry about when they decide they're going to wear a watch. Is oh my gosh, now I got to think about the strap and the clasp and the this and the that. And it's funny. I was reading something entirely unrelated to watches yesterday, the day before. It's like, oh, get a hobby. You know, there's no, you know, uh, no, no better way to spend your time. And I'm like, well, yeah, depending on the <laughs> hobby, if you're spending your time, but then you're also like, yeah, I'll get a couple hundred dollar leather straps. Why not? And before you know it, it's like. Well, they well. How did I spend a thousand dollars? Like what? I have I have seen people who have a wonderful strap collection. I am not that person, and not many watches. And I'm like, it's 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 curious. It's always interesting, right? You you like you you open up the watch box, and instead of watches, there are straps everywhere. I yes, I, I can see. I have seen those photos on Reddit and the like, but uh, I don't know where does it end. When does it end? Where you know? I guess it doesn't. Is the answer no? And I wish John was here today because I I want John to stop me. 
I was looking at Reddit last night and I was thinking about making a purchase and I think I've managed to talk myself out of it, but, uh, but I really needed him, his help. What were you looking at? I was looking at a Mayan Skymaster, which is a 38 millimeter three register chronograph. And it's, uh, this particular one was in a midnight blue dial with, with sort of white subdials in the three, six, nine positions. I have worn this watch before I, I got it in for review like a year ago in its black and orange configuration. And it just, it was, it felt great, but it wasn't, I, the black and orange didn't resonate with me, Yeah, but that blue and silver or blue and white I'm on board for. Yeah. I see it now. But it's, uh, it's seven it's, bills. There's only a few left. Be quick. On, yeah, it's, on their website. On their website, they want like nine hundred and fifty euro, you know, euros. Yes, it's it's, it's serious money. It's and little, what you get is a uh, at a twenty eight ninety four chronograph. I mean, it's it's definitely nice looking. I mean, there's no. Yeah, it's 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 a nice watch. I'm just but yeah, thousand dollars. That's uh, it's uh, it's money. Even if it's even if you get a little discount on Reddit, it's still like, gosh, do I do I need another? Do I need a chronograph? And I was I was similar. I was looking this morning at the I don't know if we've written about, it, but it's a company called So Labs. I believe they're based in Chicago. Just a small kind of micro brand, and they have a. We ought to have Patrick on for that. He's there. I will put this in the show notes as well. It's it's kind of a uh, very funky, fun looking. Again, another another summer summery watch. It's just pastel colors, and and it looks like a, a sorbet, like like a like a lime sorbet kind of mm-hmm. texture to it i don't know it's a quartz it's 200 dollars. It's, it's like do i need you know we before we were we hit the record button we were saying you know just buying toys and stuff it's like do i spend 200 dollars on on a toy i don't know maybe i'm i'm yeah. thinking about it i'm thinking about it so we're we all we're all very very seriously considering expanding our watch collection uh, that's why we need John, but he's too busy. I don't know, working or something. We need him to shut us down, right? I like he could he could say that thing you're about to buy. There's no sense in buying that. Like, yeah, yes, fine, it's Swiss. Yes, it's a Swatch Group movement, but come on, do you need that chronograph? We need we need his uh, his steady his steady hand. Nobody needs a chronograph, right? Because what do you time with it anyway? I I mean I I think I think I find I a, don't know. Uh, a dive dial a little bit or a dive bezel a little more useful than a chrono frankly uh, do you i think so i think just for the things that i you know what is the literally the one thing i do most days of the week uh, i make french press coffee and you know you got to leave it in there for five or so minutes four or five minutes i use my dive bezel so you time it for the coffee that's epic yes. thank you now I know what I'm going to do next no i used to I, when when i was modding watches i would put a 12 hour bezel insert on a on a dive watch okay and then use that as a second time zone what are the time zones are you keenly following <laughs> where where did i commonly track well so i have a i have about four that i need to track right i i'm on the east coast but i like you sometimes work in the tech industry and so i need to um track what's going on on the west coast and yes. when i can make a call safely and not wake people up gotcha okay i once woke up a uh, a google pr manager and she was not happy to be taking my call at 4 a.m. Oh. Or, or 5 a.m. Gosh, even 7 a.m. What, what, was, what, what would you need? <laughs> well, she, she sent me an email after I'd gone to sleep talking about how upset she was about something that I'd written about Google. <laughs> and so I dutifully called her back to apologize and, and of course, made things worse. Well, that's no good, no good deed, I suppose. No, absolutely. No. So, I, yeah, I totally ruined that. But... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, so there's the West Coast. I need to track that. I also used to to do a lot of calls to Hong Kong, so I need to track that. Okay. Hong Kong is relatively easy from the East Coast because it's yeah. pretty much 11 or 12 hours off. Yes. So that's not that bad. The other one is the Middle East. And so I need to track that one. That would be seven, eight, depending. Like it's, it's, it's about six or seven generally. And uh, so West Coast, Hong Kong, uh, Middle East, England. Yeah, I also need to do yeah. England, which is five. And so, you know, putting a 12-hour bezel on there when I would travel was super useful. Okay, this is in the context of actually traveling, not just like sitting at home. Okay, well, then, then yeah, then that's, that's... Yeah, back when we back when people did that thing. No one's traveling until 2022, I get that. But, um, no, I used, to, I used to go places, and I would put that 12-hour bezel and just spin that bezel around and, and know what time it was. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's fine. I, th- I thought I thought literally you, you meant like now, where it's like, I mean, aren't you just sitting at a desk most of the day? Uh, d- dude, I haven't put on shoes in 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we're thinking about that. It's going to be a weird- I haven't I, worn socks. What are you talking about? I've definitely seen a couple of stories in recent days about folks like mentally preparing themselves for like re-entry into society and like how, like, how do I talk to people? I don't really remember how to do that. Uh, and I'm not too bothered by it, but I know I have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put on the mask and not talk to anyone. I'm wearing this thing. Can't talk. Sorry. See you. <laughs> that is, yeah, it is kind of the introvert's dream a little bit. It's a shield. I love it. <laughs> so a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Today, this was a big watch week. Uh, Watches and Wonders, a big digital show. A tons of stuff was announced. I know we kind of speculated last week about some of the Rolex and Tudor stuff. Yep. We were mostly wrong, wrong. as I recall, wrong. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. <laughs> Uh, it was uninformed I, speculation. I can explain but the mistake. Stuff is launched. I can explain it. So we're here to talk. I can do it. I can tell you why I got it wrong. Well, let's hear it, Victor. The people need to know. First of all, the things that we were right about. We were right about the Explorer 2. The Explorer 2 remains a 42 millimeter watch. It it remains with the same dial pretty much. There are some slight, slight dial changes that you can see under a microscope. The biggest update is that they modified the case to allow it to accept the 3285. It's the updated movement with the yes. 80 hours power reserve and plus two minus two seconds a day. So if you were already in the market for one of those and you have... Um, given large quantities of cocaine to your authorized dealership in order to, <laughs> to ply them to unlock the vault, you could get one. Yeah, that's to my understanding. That's what's, that's what's required. But we know they exist. So that's, that's, all that, that's all you need. Well, computer renders exist. They've been announced. Computer renders exist. Whether or not we see one in the flesh, yeah, maybe. I know a guy. I'm sure we can work something out. The other things that we didn't expect were that there would be a return to the 36 millimeter Explorer 1. Correct. So in 2005, 2006, and again in 2016, Rolex upped the size of Explorer 1 to a 39 millimeter watch. And the first time that they, they did it, they screwed up completely and used the same small hands from the 36 millimeter on the 39. And so it had what everyone termed shorthand syndrome. And they left it that way for about 10 years and then updated it again and fixed that problem. The other thing they did in 2016 was they went ahead and they took the numerals, which had always been kind of either all silver or filled in with black or filled in with white paint, but not luminous. And they made them luminous so that the numbers glowed. This year, they've done the weird thing and and basically erased history and turned back to the 36 millimeter. Yes. But it's got the updated movement in it. So hurrah for that. It's, it's really weird. Like 
we don't usually see them go backwards. So that's that's unusual. What's super interesting and has watch nerds all over the world up in arms is that they introduced a 36 millimeter Explorer in steel and gold, two-tone. Yes, the two-tone. I did see some commentary on the internet. Some people have opinions. Right. So, so there's one school of thought that says this thing is horrible and an abomination and another school of thought that says it's awesome. Okay. Among those schools of thought, one thought is that it's not an explorer. It should be an oyster perpetual. So, so we had to think about for a moment, what is an explorer? And it turns out an explorer watch is obviously the 369 dial, but they make oyster perpetuals with that. So that's fine. But the oyster perpetuals have a crown at 12 and not the triangle. And they have stick hands instead of Mercedes hands. So it, an Explorer is a 369 with a triangle at 12 and Mercedes hands. And this thing, therefore, can be an Explorer. Also, it's an Explorer because, well, they say it is. Yes, it is. A little, it's a little, <laughs> Which would be little... like the first rule, right? <laughs> the way that I've been thinking about this that makes it make sense is that for years, decades, they've had steel and gold Submariners. And if they can have a steel and gold Submariner then they can have a steel and gold Explorer and put them side by side in the same line. Of course, it makes sense if they were able to put them in the display case, but we know yeah, that will well, never happen because there are none in the display cases anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, the the two extremes here, uh, you hate it or you love it, somewhere in between, I don't I mean, I would probably not get the two-tone. I don't I don't mind the, uh, I'm really at least looking at this, uh, the silver one. I I like the 369. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, that's. The I classic. feel like you don't really see. And they restored it to the classic size. Yeah, and that would be a good size for me. Obviously, not to belabor that point. A lot of people felt like for years, 36 was just too small, and I don't know 30. I I have one. I have that size, and my wife has commented in the past that it's been too small. 30. I don't remember the actual, literally the last time I wore it an, an actually 36. I'm trying to think, what is the smallest watch that I do wear on a regular basis? That is a good yeah. question. It might be this Hamilton. What size is that Hamilton? It's not 36. Uh, offhand, I don't know. Probably 39, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing how much a millimeter makes, right? I have I have a Seiko SNK that uh, is modified to have a dial that I designed in it. It is 38 millimeter. Yeah, I feel like this is this is good. Right. And so so 38 millimeters is a millimeter on either side of the watch. It doesn't feel like it should be that much, but it is. I would have to try it on is the actual truthful yeah, answer. But it, it it makes a difference. It's interesting. And and it's important to remember, no, no one does. 36 for years, for decades, was a huge watch for a man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could just watch like older movies uh, from not right. that long you, ago, like the 70s. Or, or even Mad Men. Yeah. Or, right? yeah, exactly. And those, you know, th- uh, 32, 33, maybe 34 on the largest side, right? I, I have my grandfather's Bulova, and my grandfather's Bulova is ridiculously small. It's a square case with uh, with a sort of tonneau crystal and is probably 28 millimeters. Wow. That is a yeah. It's a tiny watch. Tiny. It takes it takes like a sixteen millimeter wide strap. It's ridiculous. That's but that's kind of fun too. I mean, you, but you that's of that time that. period. Yeah, that's sure. what it was. So anyway, super wild that they went back to that. Now things we, we we totally didn't count on the explorer happening. That was that was just way outside our expectations entirely. Correct. We did not discuss that. But the Tudor launch. The Tudor launch was a really abortive launch. Do you know what happened with that? 
I don't know. I, I know what was announced, but I don't know what. So they had this clock countdown clock on their site. And normally what happens when you have a countdown clock on your site when everything works is that it counts down and it reaches zero and then it switches over to the new site. Typically, yes. It counted down, the clock finished, and the clock changed to like 10-point type in quotation marks. You're good to go, exclamation mark. <laughs> End quotation marks. That's funny. And it sat there for like two minutes. And so I took a screen grab of it because I was like, really? you're, you're kidding me. Tutor watch. You're good to go. <laughs> That actually would have been funny if it was just a countdown to nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it kind of was because after that, the site went down and the the Tudor Watch site was down for an hour and a half. That's interesting. See, see, this is the nerd in me. It's like, were they not prepared for like – they've been hyping this up for – Weeks. A while. Were they, yeah. were they, were they surprised by the amount of interest? That's, that is, you know, the nerd talk. It was not like a 404 error or a 502 error or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was like server errors that were showing small snippets of raw code. That's funny. So something really melted and, and someone was very unhappy. I, yeah, I would, I would be unhappy too if I were, uh, Mr. Oh, it was bad. Tutor or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of that. Man, yeah. I would be like, guys, this is important. We should have a website that works. Just saying. No kidding. Yeah. The, the born to dare. Can we be born to work? Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're good to go. So it just didn't happen. They Now, their big promo video for this was red and black smashing together. Yes. And big, you know, with, with powder flying through the air. Yes. And so because of that, people speculated that they were going to get a, a Coke bezel GMT. Right. I remember that. We People, including... All those people were wrong, <laughs> including me. And I, I'll own that. The, the thing that I forgot about when I was not being skeptical enough of this was that black and red are the Tudor colors now. Tudor's used red for years. And, and you know, it used to be red and gold on their old packaging, and then they adopted black. And so it's red and black. And I, it just escaped me somehow that they wouldn't just throw red and black powder at the air as a celebration of Tudor as opposed to a hint. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't go down that way. They've hinted stuff in the past, and we all look at it for a hint. So they they got us. Things they announced: they announced a eighteen karat gold black bay. Yes, with a green dial and green bezel. Yes, and a see through case back. Yes, which is a first for Tudor. Yes, it is, or at least definitely a first for black bays. Let's be clear. Um, they announced a black bay in nine two five silver. 925 silver means that it's basically 92.5% silver and uh, you know the remaining 7 point whatever, 7.5, 7.7% uh, is an alloy of nickel, copper, and whatever. Yeah. And it, it can still be 925 as long as the silver content is correct and they can do whatever they want in the rest of the alloy. So we don't know exactly what they've done, if they've done anything metallurgical or not, but it's a silver watch. And the dial and the bezel are taupe. I don't think I'd seen the word taupe in many years <laughs> before taupe. this week. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. I like it a lot, actually. I, I need to see it in person because taupe is one of those sort of funny colors. That was actually my, that was my, it's like this, this screams you need to see in person. Yeah. I mean, taupe, depending on the photos. Taupe, when does that come up? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's sort of a, a faded gray, but brown or something. I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, again, and that's the thing too. It's like, I'm looking at this on an yeah. Asus computer monitor. That's yeah, probably you didn't color not very that color accurate, accurate, frankly. No. 
No, I fiddled with the settings, but you know, if I ripped it off some guy on like the Guru's oh, no. 3D forums or whatever. Uh, not exactly. So yeah, this is this. I would have to see this in person, but from my probably poorly calibrated monitor, uh, I I definitely don't mind it. I, I uh, it is very interesting to me. I, I guess I like the the woven straps. So they've been doing these chevron woven straps where they they have them woven on jacquard and a loom in France. And they have a taupe strap with a silver stripe down the middle. Yeah, that's cool too. That would probably be the one I would get, I think. Yeah. I think I feel like if you're buying the silver watch, you have to buy also the silver bracelet and all or you know, the steel bracelet that goes with it and also the woven strap. Do they sell? That's a good question. Can I can I have no idea. But I would want to yeah, I agree and you want to get the bracelet just to get it, but I would probably want to wear it mostly on the this, on the strap, yeah. The strap thing. Um, they introduced some other things. I don't care what they are. No, no, I do. I do. I lie. So they, they've they they share the movement factory for uh, Tudor with Breitling and Cartier, and uh, and one other micro brand that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. I don't. Uh, Norquain. Norquain also okay. uses their movements. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's really weird. They've got they've got Tudor and Breitling and Cartier and Norquain. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. Breitling works with them so that any of the three-hand movements are are using those Tudor movements, and any of the Tudor chronographs are using a Breitling movement, basically. Okay. So they did some property sharing there yeah. so that they could do that. And so the Breitling uh, chronograph is in the Tudor pandas. So there, there used to be a Black Bay chronograph, and it still is, where it was pretty much all a black dial with uh, round and bar indices and uh, snowflake hands. And now they've updated it so that they've added two models to that range. You get a, a, a panda and a reverse panda. It's a two-register chrono. It's nice. I yeah. I was I was initially hot on this one a couple of years ago when they introduced it. And John was like, no, no two-register chronos. And his feeling was that they're just too open at the six-register. Seeing it in the panda form, I agree. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's still a good looking watch. I still like the idea of it, but I'm not rushing out to get one. I would, I would rush out to buy that man that I found before I rush out to buy the the Panda Tutor at the moment. I would probably get the taupe, the taupe one we were just talking about before. Yes. But I, I, I definitely, I don't know that I had that objection to the two register. That was his big objection to, at the time. I'd have to ruminate on this a little more. I know. I don't know. Other news, Breitling. We were just talking about Breitling. Well, Breitling, for their own part, they've got a salmon chronograph that looks like basically a Patek. Pretty much. It's it's basically a Patek, except it costs less and the topography is worse. <laughs> Seriously, if you if you look at the letters and numbers and and the way that the numerals are drawn on the, the Breitling, it, it looks good at first glance. It makes a great first impression, but they just whiffed on it. I feel like I'm not I'm not fluent enough to yeah. I could point out further why, but you know what? Let's let's not go into that. Um Zenit, you want to talk Zenit for 10 seconds? That's also true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Zenit introduced a bunch of stuff. Well, they've been introducing stuff for like weeks. Like they they have not gone a week without saying something. You know, they they had they, they've been doing this thing where they go through the vintage models and they've also been using their their late their current cases, right? The extreme or defy yes. or whatever it is. So that was the Chronomaster, was the winter one. And then they had the one that they strapped to the leg of the airplane, the landing gear. The A386 or 385 or something like that. They've they've got one called the Defy Pantone, which looks like a Trapper Keeper. Does it? Oh, God, yes, it does. You're going to want to find it and put it in the show notes. 
All right, I will do so. I'm just, I, it, it's, it's got like the graph paper grid and all of the 80s bright colors. It's a Trapper Keeper watch. They introduced the, the Zenits in the range of colors, which are the same kind of colors that Rolex has been using for the Oyster Perpetual line. They're similar, um, which are bright and cheery and nice and, you know, good. And then just today we got another email from Zenit where they're, they're doing more of the uh, skeleton movements. I feel like again. I where is John? I feel I feel like he told me once a while that like like he's he's not a huge fan of a uh, skeletonized. Yeah, well, so, so his words exactly when I showed him one were that's robot poop. <laughs> Jeez, it's robot poop. Yeah, I believe you when when he says that, and I believe you that he said that. It's hard to do a skeleton tastefully. Because there's there's stuff you want to see, and then there's stuff that just looks ugly. For example, I feel like I would want one in my collection. Talking about the totality of the collection, I'll take. Yeah, I want you want one in there. I will take one, please. Which one? I don't know. I'd have to. I don't. I'm not super familiar. I mean, the the problem is this, right? The mainspring when it's in a skeleton movement just looks like crap. It's a wound up spool of metal, and it's not an even colored wound up spool of metal, and it just looks like crap. It does. It's ugly. the The balance wheel is cool, but you can get that with an open heart. Yeah. dial where it just shows the balance wheel the the gears going around can be great although frequently you'll find that there are movements that have plates covering up the uh the, the keyless works for winding and setting and so you've got this open worked movement and then a giant plate covering up half the goods which is terrible or the date wheel running around i mean the date wheel works because you've got a window for the date yeah when you don't have a window then what do you do and so you've got this giant thing running around and also covering up a good portion of the European work movement. So it's it's just a mix of bad decisions. That's, I, that's it takes silly, a lot to make uh, a good one. Skeletonized with a date wheel. I'm trying to... Oh, my God. And actually, there was one that I had here for a while that was a skeleton with a date wheel, and the date wheel had been skeletonized. <laughs> so now how do you read I it? I love that, actually. Let's just, uh, keep, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. That's that's all I got. That's all the time I have for this week. If you must know, well, there was a lot. There was a lot. Maybe you know. Maybe next week we can get John on to digest some of this. But the the point there was a lot this week. Uh, it's impossible to discuss everything in thirty minutes. Uh, I did also want to give a not a shout out, but I did also want to say <laughs> it's not a shout out. Uh, shout Oris out. had uh, a couple diver sixty fives and like a kind of a pastel, almost like. Eastery mm -hmm. springtime kind like of like sort of a light turquoise kind of color, yeah, like, and a, a, like a like a light blue, a light green, and a light pink, maybe yep. uh, yeah. gold. It is definitely you could not wear that in like November. People would think you're a fool. <laughs> uh, it is what definitely kind of fashion statement is this? Wearing it after, after Labor Day, yeah, yeah, definitely after Labor Day. Uh, it's just a diver sixty five. I don't think there's anything special about it other than it's a made for Instagram uh, aesthetic, which I definitely. Don't mind. I like I like the Diver 65 and 40 millimeter though. It's yeah, I was nice actually looking at watch. them last night. They they have like a like a bronze cased version. Yep. They they have the bronze cased version, they have the steel and they have the steel with the bronze bezel. Yeah. I would like one. I it's it's on my list. It's sort of in that same headspace as that man chronograph. Like yeah. do I need it? But boy, wouldn't it be nice? Maybe I'll see if they can loan us. Like I think the Oris would definitely be a better purchase decision than the than the Mayan in some senses, just in terms of brand and and re yeah. you know, retention value and stuff like that. But they're both good watches. Yeah, so. for sure. I don't know. A lot of a lot, what a, what a what a fun week and what a terrible week because now we're like, all right, well, <laughs> well, all right. So I'm I'm going to turn it over to our listeners. 
if our listeners have advice on 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 what I ought to buy and recognizing that I am very frugal, um, I'll hear it. I may not act on it, but I'll definitely hear it if the people want to advise me what I should have. You should just be happy with what you have. Is what, is what this is so true. This is so true. I'm going. To, I'm going to internalize that, and we will talk about it next week on the Hour Time Show. This is the Hour Time Show. I'm Victor Marks. Buy Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks, and you are. I am Nicholas Delio. There you go. That's the guy. That's my friend. All right. We'll be back next week. <laughs>